Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Jim Mankoff. He's a missionary worth Bearing Precious Seed. Uh, Jim, can you tell us a little bit about what your ministry is now through Bearing Precious Seed? Well, Bearing Precious Seed is a ministry that was started uh, many, many years ago by a fellow by the name of uh, Frazier, who is now passed on. Uh, then uh, uh, Dr. Charles Keene uh, from the First Baptist Church in Milford, Ohio, took it up from there and turned it into a tremendous uh, missionary uh, outreach by printing the Word of God. And uh, there's a number of Bearing Precious Seed ministries, uh, local churches, that are uh, printing the Word of God. But uh, Milford, I believe, is the biggest one. Uh, this is where I uh, went down and visited them and asked them if I could use the name as well. And so that's how I started the Bearing Precious Seed of Fremont after I come off the uh, field and uh, from Africa in uh, 1999. What is it you do in your Bible assembly process? You get the Bibles from Bearing Precious Seed and then you put them together and what do you do with them from there? Yes, I have to purchase the uh, scriptures from uh, Milford. I have to purchase them and it costs me 11 cents per John and Romans that I buy. And then I have to uh, collate them, uh, put on a cover, on a little booklet, and staple them together and trim the edges and box them up, and then I send them out to missionaries free of charge. How do you get the Bibles to the missionaries, and uh, do you primarily work with just English, Spanish? What, what languages are you working with? Well, it depends on uh, where the missionary is located and what language he needs. Uh, so far, I've sent out probably uh, John Romans in 30-some different languages. Uh, so far, I've sent out over a million so far. I box them up and send them to them. It's very expensive to do that. It costs 11 cents for John Romans, but it's about 30 cents more to send them to the, to the missionary. And so uh, over the years, it's uh, been very expensive. Uh, since the post office has done away with boat mail, everything now has to go by air mail. So before I could send a box of 300 to a missionary for uh, maybe 25 to 30 bucks. And uh, now that's moved up to way over $150 a box because it has to go by air. So the cost has really gone up. And where do you get the money for this? You don't, you don't charge the missionary for the Bibles. Where do you get the money to be able to ship the Bibles to the missionary? Well, I have to go out and raise it from uh, local ch uh, churches that uh, have a desire to get involved in the ministry. It's called deputation. And you go out and present, uh, I present the ministry that I have, and uh, if God lays, them on, lays it on their hearts to help me financially on a monthly basis or uh, just uh, love offerings, all we can do is what the Lord sends into us uh, financially. And uh, we'd like to do more, but... Uh, and so that's what I'm doing now. I actually am going out a lot and presenting our ministry, trying to raise more money and uh, so we can uh, send out more. I know churches support Bearing Precious Seed missionaries and, and sponsor bulk printings of Bibles and stuff. Do you have a lot of individuals that also say, hey, I want to help print 4,000 Bibles? Uh, not a lot of individuals. They'll send in uh, small amounts of money and just for Bibles. I have one family that I've never met. 
sends me $5 a month for Bibles out in Oklahoma. And I don't even know how they heard about me, but every month it comes in. Now, $5 doesn't sound like a whole lot, but uh, that, that represents about 50 Bibles that can be printed. Now, that doesn't cover the shipping costs, but that it's about 50 Bibles. What can 50 Bibles do? Well, you know, it's, it's believed that one person out of every 25 John and Romans that is passed out, one person is going to get saved. So that's two people uh, out of that 50 who are going to maybe possibly get saved for that person sending in $5 every month. That's, that's amazing. That's something that I could do. You know, as an individual, people could uh, be, a, be a part of supporting that. Of course, supporting missions through your local church is, is the primary way, but uh, it is exciting that individuals can, can help print Bibles and, and see people saved through that. Though they may never hear the story of the person that got saved, that little bit of money can, can make an impact. In, in eternity. Well, that's what you're doing now. Uh, you were previously a missionary in Zambia, Africa. Tell us a little bit about your ministry there in Zambia, what you did there. Uh, we left for Zambia in, in uh, 1987. Over there, there was a mission station called the Kafula Futa Baptist Mission Station. It's one of the oldest mission stations uh, in Zambia. Uh, years ago, the missionaries would set up these mission stations, and they actually trained the people in schools and everything years and years ago. So this is one of the oldest ones. And there was a few churches there when we arrived and uh, didn't have any pastors. And and uh, so we took over these churches. And eventually we set up a Bible Institute where we uh, trained men, Zambian men, to be pastors. Now there's over 200 or so churches that have been started. Uh, you know, we started a few churches as missionaries, but now it's the Zambians starting their own churches and I, I believe that's what missions is all about, training the national and let them go out and reach their own people for Christ. How did you get to Africa? How, how did the Lord lead you to that ministry? Well, we were missionaries in Brazil uh, when I first got saved. I wanted to go somewhere where people have never heard about Jesus Christ. God just seemed to lay that on my heart. So a couple of years after I got saved, we decided to go to Brazil and got in touch with the mission board and we were accepted and went out and raised support and we found ourselves in Brazil where we worked with the Indians up in the northern part of Brazil. Uh, I worked as a support missionary uh, helping Bible translators translate some of these uh, tribal languages into the Word of God or the Word of God into their language and after that we come home for a while working in local churches we decided that we better get back on the mission field. We wanted to go to the Philippines. And so this one uh, uh, fellow called me on the phone. He says, how would you like to go to Africa? He was a director of a mission board. And I said, brother, I'm going to the Philippines. He says, well, think about going to Zambia, Africa. And so we uh, checked it all out. And uh, God just seemed to direct us to change our minds. And we went to Zambia where... God blessed in a mighty way over there. How is it that you get the ministry started, and what would be different between the, the churches there and the churches in, say, the United States? Of course, you'll know churches over here, they're the, you go out and knock on doors and try to get people to come to the, the church. and But over there, you have to go out into the villages. 
and villages are scattered all over the place, and so there's a church needed in in uh, every village. So that's why we need so many churches. Uh, so what we do is go to a village, and we have to ask the head man of the village. He's the boss of the village. He runs the show there. You have to ask him permission to talk to his people. And uh, so then if he gives you permission, he gathers everybody up in the village and they go to a certain area, maybe under a tree, and and you're allowed to talk to his people and tell them what, you, what you're doing. You present the gospel to them and, and uh, say you'd like to establish a church there. You talk to the headman in the village, but then there's also a chief above him. Uh, what if the chief decides that he doesn't want you working in in his area? Does is he in charge of like three or four villages, or how do, how does that work? Well, the way it works in Africa is that the chief is the most powerful person next to the government. The the chiefs own all the land in Zambia, and so in our area we had Chief Mashili, who is probably uh, one-fourth of Zambi was his, and under him he had smaller chieftains uh, that worked smaller areas. But we got to be good friends with Chief Mashili, and he was close to our area, and we went and visited him a lot of times. And he liked what we were doing. And so, of course, he put out the word to all his, his subordinates that, uh, you know, let these folks do what they want. And uh, But anyway, uh, the head man is really the boss of these villages. If he doesn't want you in the village... Uh, you can't go in there. So an example, one time we was driving down the road. We'd just never been into this one village, and and uh, let's go over and see them. So we went over there and, and talked to the head man and uh, told him what we'd want to do, and he said, no, you, we don't want you here. Uh, we worship the, the African spirits, and that's all we want. Uh, just go on, get out of here. So we talked for him a while, and finally we talked him into allowing us to come back the next week. So one week later, we went back, and and uh, lo and behold, what we saw is the whole village was sitting under a tree in the shade, waiting for us to come back. I don't know how long he'd been sitting there until uh, we arrived. They overruled the, the head man of the village, and so we was able to present the gospel to these folks. And eventually, they built themselves a church there. Church is established. Do you have a testimony you want to share? Uh, yes, uh, the testimony is that uh, one time we uh, we heard about a way out in the western part of Zambia. It was about 500 miles from our mission. On our mission station, we had a school, and so one of our school teachers said, "There's you know, there's no churches out there. So he wanted us to go out there and check it out. So we packed up and took a fellow, several fellows with us, you know, and and uh, we went out to uh, this place called Zambezi. It's a little town way out there in the border of Angola. And uh, started preaching. And lo and behold, these people started flooding into this place. Hundreds and hundreds of people started coming. And we were there, and and they just couldn't get enough of it. And give invitation after invitation. People get saved, and boy, they were excited. And, and so it was time to leave, and so we drove back east 50 miles to where this uh, school teacher lived as he lived as a boy and uh, we went back and visited his family and and uh, so they wanted to start teaching there too so they built a great big fire and we started teaching the word of god and pretty soon people come from all over the place hundreds of people were gathered around the fire 
wanting to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, they just couldn't get enough of it, you know. And wouldn't let us go to bed. And it was wee hours of the morning. Finally, we were so tired. We'd been at it all day long. And they finally let us go to bed. And uh, so I went off in this little hut there they provided. And it seems like I just got into bed and got to sleep. And there was a knock on the door. And I got up and I noticed the sun was just coming up in the morning. And there's a man standing there. And I said, yeah, can I help you? And he says, in a British accent, he said, I want to hear the word of God. And I said, well, come on in. And there, and there was a table there and a couple of chairs. And we lit a candle. And I talked to this man about an hour and a half about the, the word of God. Told him how to get saved and showing him the scriptures. And, and uh, with tears rolling down his face, he said, asked Jesus Christ to come into his life and to save him, you know. Talked to him about baptism, you know. And, and he says, I have to leave that day. The next day was Sunday. I said, well, stick around for church. We're going to hold a church service. He said, no, I have to leave. But could you baptize me? And so we've, there was a big pool of water there. It was a rainy season. And I said, sure. So it was enough water to get him under the water. And so we went in there and, and I baptized him there. And when he came out by the water, he was full of leeches all over him. And I was always pulling those leeches off of him. But he was so happy. But then he told me the story. He says, I heard about you folks being in that town called Zambezi. He says, I didn't get there in time. And I wanted to hear about the Word of God. So I asked where you went. And so I, he walked 50 miles all that night to this village where we were. And come to my door there and knocked on my door. And I was able to lead this fellow to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, only the Holy Spirit of God could have directed this fellow to do that, you know. And uh, so that's an amazing thing. So while we were there, we told these folks that what we want you to do, and we gave them one Bible. It was in their language. It was in the uh, Luna language. Read this Bible. We want you to pray and sing songs. And we left. And uh, so after a year, we decided we'd go back and find out. I wonder what those folks are doing out there. So let's go find out. So we drove back out there 500 miles out there again. And, and lo and behold, we found that these people had built a church. Hundreds and hundreds of people were meeting here in this church. And we found that they were reading that Bible we gave them. They were singing songs. They made up songs from stories in the Bible that they read. And they prayed, and that's what they've been doing. And so we stayed there for a number of days and taught them some more, and then we left again. Uh, we were never able to send a pastor out to that church. So as far as I know, they're still doing the same thing. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit of God can teach folks like that. If people wanted to know more about your ministry, the ministry you have today with printing the Bibles, and uh, where could they go to get more information? Yes, I have a website called uh, www.com bpsfremont.org and uh, tells all about myself and uh, what we believe, our statement of faith, and how to donate and how to contact us.
That's uh, bpsfremont, with one E, dot O-R-G, and uh, listeners can go to either missionarytalks.com, and I'll have a link to that website, or you can go directly there. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate your time. As we close, is there anything else you'd like to share? If anyone who is really interested in being a missionary, I want you to understand that it's not easy. It's it's exciting to think about going out and do uh, work for God and carrying out His Great Commission, which He commands us to do. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not easy. you got to go out and raise your support. And uh, that sometimes takes three or four years to, to do that, especially if you have a family. It takes a lot of money. You need to think about that. You have to be 100% committed to do that. Not only you, but your wife as well. Uh, a number of times I've seen people come to the mission field. They spent years doing deputation, raising their support, get to the field, and six months later, they can't take it and go on home. Usually it's because the wife is not committed to it as well. So it takes both of you 100% commitment to be a missionary. It's not easy. And another thing is that a lot of 90% of missionaries are going to places in the world that have already been reached. And what about all these other places in the world where people have never heard about Jesus Christ? They don't have a clue what it what it's all about. And so we need more missionaries to go to those way out of the way places where most missionaries really don't want to go. Uh, it's a matter of comfort sometimes. It's comfortable to be in a city uh, where you have all the things that uh, we have here in America sometimes. And uh, but when you have to go out in the middle of nowhere sometimes and, and live off the land and do that kind of thing, that's difficult. But those people need to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ as well. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.